welcome to the Assembling Inclusion podcast. On this show, we feature different programs, individuals, and initiatives focused on being more inclusive of individual needs. We invite you to learn right alongside us. If you want some additional resources or access to our courses, please visit our website or follow us on social media. But for right now, let's get right to the episode. It's officially summertime, at least here in my area where we just celebrated the summer solstice. And for a lot of people, that means embarking on different travel adventures and vacations, which makes this episode super timely. A few months ago, I sat down with Alvaro Silberstein from Wheel the World. Wheel the World is an accessible travel website, which showcases and features different destinations, attractions, and travel accommodations. What sets Wheel the World apart from other travel websites is their focus on disability and inclusion. Their website is unique in that it specifically details many data points about the accessibility of different places and excursions when traveling. They even have itineraries pre-built for you to ensure fully accessible and inclusive travel. So whether you're looking to plan an upcoming trip or go somewhere in the near future, check out this episode to learn all about Wheel of the World and accessibility and traveling. Hello and welcome back to the Assembling Inclusion podcast. I'm here today with Alvaro Silberstein from Wheel of the World, a platform dedicated to accessible travel experiences around the world. So Alvaro, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Katie, for the invitation. Great to talk with you. So before we get started about the actual platform and how it works, can you tell us what the inspiration was for starting Wheel the World? I am 37 years old. I grew up in Santiago de Chile. And when I was 18 years old, I was part of a car accident. Since that moment, I got injured at C5 level. So I have a spinal cord injury, have my body paralyzed from the chest down. I move partially my arms. I don't move the fingers of my hands. And move permanently in a manual wheelchair. And this happened pretty much 18 years ago. And my passions before and during and after my accident were always related to the outdoors and going places and traveling. And of course, when I got injured, I saw this so, so challenged, right? Moving forward, I realized that it was possible to travel places and explore But it was challenging and there was like a lot of things that you had to figure out and a lot of nightmares that you had to pass through. So I wanted to build a solution for travelers with disabilities. And there was a time that with some friends, we started organizing a trip to a place that I always dream to visit. That is Torres del Paine National Park in Patagonia, in the south of my country, Chile. A beautiful place, one of the eight wonders of the world. And when we started figuring out on how to do a trip together, I was the only wheelchair user of that group. We realized that nobody else in a wheelchair did the trip that we wanted to do. And there was zero information about accessibility. And there was so many questions and many people that uh, told us that we were crazy on trying to figure out a trip to that place. At that point, we realized that there was like a hiking wheelchair that was manufactured in France that would allow us to do this trek, but it cost $5,000 to buy it and bring it to Patagonia, and we didn't have that money. So we decided to transform that trip into a project, 
The project was the first time ever of a wheelchair user to complete the W trek in Patagonia uh, with the desire to then allow others to repeat it because we would understand how to do this trip, collect all the information of where to stay, how to move around and leave this equipment there in Patagonia. And so we made it happen. It became the first person in a wheelchair to complete the W trek in Patagonia, which was amazing. But what was even more amazing was that after our trips, hundreds of people started reaching out saying like, oh, how cool that, that trip that Alvaro did. I also want to do it. And we started organizing this trip to other people. And after the first person who repeated that trip, I saw a picture of him. He was a young kid uh, with a severe disability that traveled to Patagonia with his family. And I said, okay, I want to do this forever, trying to make people go places and travel the world. And that was pretty much the inspiration around Wheel the World and the initial story that made us realize that we wanted to build a travel service focused in accessibility to make people with disabilities travel the world. That's a great story too, about how it got started. Even as I was looking up travel information, because that was something I was interested in was accessible travel. And obviously, Will the World is one of the first ones that came up. And I was like, wow, there really isn't that many platforms out there that are focused on accessible travel, which is amazing because traveling is so important to so many people. Like you would think that there'd be more information on accessible travel, but that's not. So it's great that you create a platform that allows people to have access to that information so readily and so easily. And that was pretty much what we identified, right? Like the problem that we identified was, of course, traveling with a disability is challenging, but it can be much easier if we provide more detailed information. And also if we collaborate with hospitality businesses to let them understand how to serve people with disabilities and let them understand what is feasible for people with disabilities and not from their offering. So that's why we started with wheeltheworld.com. That is basically, let's say, the Expedia of accessibility. At wheeltheworld.com, our users can book places, uh, accommodations, activities, tours, also group tours. And, and our value proposition is that we guarantee the accessibility that they find on our website. We are going into the details of the information that we list at wheeltheworld.com. And we provide a user experience that we call accessibility first. So, you know, in other platforms, you have to go do like thousands of clicks to get into the details to understand if something is accessible or not. We are prioritizing this so people can understand right away how accessible it is uh, into the details, even like we are like listing the width of the doors, the height of the bed, the type of shower. And we promise that we can guarantee that accessibility that they are looking online on our website. I was going to ask, because there's so many places around the world and so many accommodations and activities and hotels. How do you verify the accessibility or get that information to put on the website? Yes. So we started doing it ourselves, right? Like going and site inspecting those destinations. And we started with very outdoorsy destinations, right? Like Machu Picchu, Patagonia, Maui in Hawaii, etc. And at some point we realized that we wanted a broader impact on people that not necessarily wanted to go on a crazy adventure. And, and we started figuring out how we can site inspect more. And we came with an app that we built that is called the Accessibility Mapping System. 
that is used by our community of what we call mappers. That is people that are site inspecting and getting into the details and taking the pictures that we then list at willtheworld.com. It has been working. We have a community of like around 400 mappers in different places of the world. Uh, we have more than 2,500 listings that can be booked at willtheworld.com in 200 destinations in like 30 countries. So it's a lot. It's been tough. It's been long. We, we started like four years ago, pretty much with this, but it's still so much to continue onboarding and collecting more information because many times we can tell, we, we have to say our users, unfortunately, we don't have any information about that destination yet. It's also because we want to be very thoughtful and responsible that what we offer to our users is detailed information that is verified. We can say, okay, this is exactly what you are looking online. That makes sense. You want to make sure that it's fully accessible and verified before you post it. So mm. what types of accessibility information do you typically post? I know you mentioned like door heights and things like that, but overall, like what types of things do you typically cover in that accessibility information section on your website for each page? So for an accommodations, it's like more than 200 data points. I mean, we, we started with in a hotel with the lobby, like how tall is the front desk? If the front doors have automatic door openers or not? How is the door for entering the elevator? If there's ramps or not, how width are the doors of the accessible room? What's the height of the bed? Something that our users like request a lot because sometimes are like really tall. What's the type of shower? If there's any room below the sink for wheelchair users, if there's like audio guidance for blind people. So it's a lot of data points that we then post for an accommodation. Also for activities. So if the activities provide assistance or not, equipment or not, if there's accessible bathrooms along the way, how is the transportation, if they're like wheelchair accessible vehicles or not, if they would need assistance or not. And also what's cool about our platform is when you sign up in wheeltheworld.com, you build your accessibility profile and through the sign up you answer like accessibility questions about what are your specific needs so then we can understand exactly what recommend to you and now it's like more manual right like we recommend to you like through our customer service team but we are developing the platform so the system can recommend you automatically based on the information that we collected so that's what we are working on right now. Oh, that's really helpful because then somebody doesn't have to sort through all the locations because you have so many locations and so many accommodations and so many activities. They can figure out what works for them before they start to book it and make it a little bit easier. I didn't know that you had that option. What are some of the more popular destinations or activities that people have booked or that users have booked through Wheel the World? An amazing destination that you would like not guess that is one of the most popular destinations is Costa Rica. And I totally recommend it because we have put together like an amazing experience exploring different places in Costa Rica with accessible accommodation, with accessible transportation. And that is booked a lot at wheeltheworld.com. Uh, and then the more traditional ones, right? Like in a lot of New York, Las Vegas, Miami, Paris, Rome, Barcelona, which is a very accessible City, I would recommend to for the people who are starting to, to travel with a disability, 
And the more like adventurous one is Machu Picchu, for example, that we were, I think, the first company that put together a tour adapted for wheelchair users. Machu Picchu is not accessible at all, but we figured out with assistance and specific equipment an experience that can allow people in wheelchairs to explore the place. And it's amazing. So that's pretty much about the destinations, but you can find even safaris in Africa, a cycling tour in the Central Park in New York. So you name it. <laughs> There's a lot of different options. I didn't realize that you worked with the sites to start to work and develop different accessible options. I knew you were featuring different places, but I didn't realize you were working like in tandem with some of them. And it has, it has been amazing because, I mean, we, one of the, our values as a team is collaboration. And we say our purpose is to make the world accessible, but we can't do it by ourselves, right? It's amazing how we've been like partnering with tour operators around the world and we have put together some online trainings so they can understand what are the challenges that people with disabilities face. Uh, they help us to collect the, the information and, and they are very willing to adapt their services to our users. And that's amazing because that opens so many options for all of us. Oh yeah, definitely. It's beneficial for the people who are visiting and then also for the people who are arranging those tours because now more people can go on tours because it is accessible and openly available to them. I love that partnership aspect. That's really nice. So I just want to make sure I understand the process. So like a user could sign up, they could find a accommodation or an activity that they want to participate in when they're traveling, and then they could just directly book it through Wheel of the World. Exactly. Yes. You sign up, you build your accessibility profile, be patient because we do a lot of questions. We want to make sure that we know exactly what are your needs. Uh, and then you can search in our website, accommodations, things to do that are specific activities, or you can go to already planned itineraries. If you want to travel by yourself or with your family and friends, it's a multi-day trip. If you want to join a group of other travelers that you don't know, but they are also traveling through Wilder World, we offer group tours that are like specific itineraries in like fixed dates. And people basically travel together, which has been amazing. We have put together like group tours in Morocco, in Costa Rica, in Iceland, in Barcelona, in Chile. And it's incredible how people like start making friends with the other travelers. And they then ask us to organize another group trip so they can travel together to another destination, and which has allowed us to build a community of people traveling together, which for me, it's amazing. I'm sure there are a lot of people who like to travel alone that would like to travel with other people. So it's nice that you have that built in where people who are all interested in accessible travel can come together and form these friendships and travel together as a group. And the conversations are like, so how you figure out these issues when you travel or what's the model of your wheelchair and how do you pack and you deal with your luggage? So many conversations around disabilities, around how is living in different places of the world with disabilities. And that is also like, cool to, to get perspectives of other people and, and support each other. Oh yeah. I could definitely see that getting advice from other people about other places to travel that other people had been to. How did they, you know, handle that? I love the community piece. I do want to ask, you may have mentioned it before, but how many people have used or are using wheel the world right now? If you know, if you happen to know. Already 4,000 people. 
Oh, okay. Wow. That's yes. a lot. And you said there's 30 different countries represented, right? Within that? Around 15 different countries. Around. Like from, I mean, these 4,000 people, 80% come from the US pretty much. The other 20% come from 14 other countries. Oh. Traveling to like around 30 countries in uh, around the world. That was where the 30 came from, traveling to yes. the 30 countries. So 15 different countries are traveling to those 30. That's a really impressive number. It's amazing how many people are interested. It shows the need for it, how many people are interested and need that information about accessible travel. What do you think have been the biggest successes of Wheel of the World so far? I believe that it has been uh, putting together a very honest, humble, and a committed brand and service to people. And I'm including myself in that group of people. We are not used to have a service that is directly thought to our needs. I think being super thoughtful and focused on what are the needs of people with different disabilities and also understanding that every disability has a spectrum, that every disability is different. So we can make sure that we can provide a great travel experience to different people with disabilities, plus their families and friends, is something that I think I'm super proud of and, and has allowed us to build trust on people and build also people that are committed. Not only like they trust and they like to use us, but also being committed on, on supporting us and sharing it with other people and helping us with more information. I think that's a really great success. I could see that based on everything you've described. I could see that commitment to really making sure that everyone's individual needs, because like you said, everybody's different, are taken care of. Even through all those data points you had talked about, it, it's clear that you're really trying to make sure that everybody is accounted for when they're traveling. I noticed on your website that Wheel of the World had a partnership, I think it was with, with DOT Incorporated to do yes. a accessible travel for those who were blind or were low vision. Can you describe that partnership and what that entailed? Yes, our name is Wheel the World, but we also have travelers that have other types of disabilities that not necessarily use wheelchairs, right? We started collaborating with DOTS. There is a company that does Braille smartwatches on how we could help them provide those smart watches like the data that they use to execute their technology so people when they are like accessing different destinations they can have will the world information in braille in these smart watches and we did some testing specifically in chile providing these smart watches to the blind community and exploring the places that we have mapped with them it worked pretty well and it was a good testing and prototype that, that now we want to replicate in other destinations as well. And that's also part of our impact projects. And what we call impact projects is how we also can help places that are not that accessible to become more accessible through equipment, through infrastructure, through awareness. And, and we have done like plenty of projects. We implemented uh, trails to, for wheelchair users to access beaches with beach wheelchairs in between eight and 10 uh, beaches in Latin America. Uh, we have hiking wheelchairs in around 20 national parks around the world, in the US, in Latin America, also in Europe. Uh, also, we have trained tour guides and adapted transportation vehicles for wheelchair users. And um, and all these are part of the impact projects that normally we collaborate with brands that want to support financially these projects. 
and has allowed us to make a broader impact. Oh, that's a lot of different projects. I didn't realize there were quite so many partnerships that Wheel of the World has with different companies to build that accessible travel. I know you had mentioned the commitment of working with people to build more accessible travel, but I didn't realize all the different company and sponsorship opportunities that came along with that. That's great that there are so many different impact projects happening around the world. And I guess my last question would be, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to plan a trip with accessibility specifically in mind? I know everybody is different. That's probably not a, you know, a one, one and done answer. I'm sure everybody has their own thing, but in general, what advice would you give? The first one is do your research, go into the specifics, understand yourself, like exactly what are your specific accessibility needs. So you make sure that you book an accommodation, transportation, and the activities that fits those needs and start maybe in a place that is less challenging, maybe like an accessible city. In the U.S., it can be San Francisco that has like accessible transportation or maybe Miami that also is accessible uh, internationally. Costa Rica, as I mentioned, uh, with Wheel the World or Barcelona or London that are uh, cities that you will feel more safe in terms of accessibility. Uh, and also na- another recommendation, you will not regret. It's an amazing experience to travel. In my case, through traveling, I realized that I was uh, capable of on doing so many things by my own. So go for it. I recommend it because you will not regret. I think that's really great advice. And I really appreciate you sharing your story and your work with Wheel of the World with all of our listeners. So I want to thank you so much, Alvaro, for taking the time to talk to us about Wheel of the World. And I'm going to make sure to link the website directly in the show notes so that anybody listening can easily click right on it and take a look at the website because there are so many different, I was like digging through some of the locations and the attractions. And I was like, there's so many different places and things to do on there. It's really amazing. So thank you so much for sharing with us today and being here with us today. Thank you very much. And thank you for what you are doing also, Katie, of raising awareness about accessibility and disability. We need it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the Assembling Inclusion podcast. I hope the information in this episode taught you something new, gave you a new idea, or showcased a new perspective. If you liked the episode, feel free to leave us a review or comment. If you have a recommendation for an individual or an organization who would make a great guest, you can message us on Twitter or Instagram or send us an email at assemblinginclusion at gmail.com. See you next time.